our good brother Darius would say. What's the word, bro? What's the man? What's the word, man? Darius, come back, bro. We miss you, bro. Oh, we miss you, bro. Shout out to Darius, man. Shout out to Darius, man. Shout out to Darius. Shout out to Darius, man. I know the brother, but shout out, you know what I'm saying? That's that's love right there. We appreciate that. That's love. So how you doing, bro? <sighs> yes. Okay. I'll take it. Um I'm I'm over it all. Mm-hmm. But I'm blessed. There we go. So I gotta figure out a way around all of that. But I'm I'm over it. That's for sure. How about you? How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. I'm I'm good. I'm coming off a performance on was that Friday, Saturday? Right, um, right. How did how did that go? How did that go? Oh, it went well, bro. It 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 went real well. Um, yeah, it was like an artist event, so a bunch of um, like rappers, singers, uh, musicians, poets, whole nine, bro, came out. We did our thing for that whole night, and all the pros the, the proceeds went to charity and everything. So yeah, man, oh, it it's real dope. Love the kids. We love that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we can. Well, I mean, yeah. See, I wanted to say the whole Martin bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I, I love the kid, but see, that don't sound right. I'm, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um. So today we we have a special guest with us today. Yes, we do. We have Mr. Jason with us, good sir. Come on, come on. What's up, man? How you feeling, bro? Man, feeling good, bro. bro you know what I'm saying? Or in the words of this brother, yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Okay. All right. So, um, Jake, uh, you know what? Before we even start, I have an icebreaker question. Uh-oh, here we go. Okay. If you could experience something for the first time again, what would it be? Something for the first time again? Yeah. Man, falling in love with the right person. Ooh. Okay. Deep. Yeah, yeah, we, off, we off the yeah, bat yeah, deep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. I like that. The trajectory of this pod is already on. It's already on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. It is. It is. It is. Cam, what about you, bro? I, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know yet. What you got? What you got? I know you probably got an answer for this. Yeah, yeah. Since I thought about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think my first, I, I, the thing I want to experience over again is um, writing and posting my first poem, right? Mm. Because I said it a thousand times on this podcast. So how I got my start writing poetry was just me going and um out so there was this website back in the day called Tag. Some of y'all may know what it is, some of y'all might not. It's cool. It's okay. It was short lived anyway. But essentially um it was the it was the bees knees or whatever in high school. So that it was the most popping thing, right? So you had a bunch of different guys showing off certain things that they could do on their page to attract the attention of girls. Um, me as a string being back in elementary and high school, <laughs> I didn't have much, okay? So me just one day, I was just writing some something that rhymed. I was like, oh, this sounds kind of cool. It sounds, sounds kind of dope. So I wrote it and I put it on tag, not to get girls, but just to put it on there, just to put it on there. And it started getting attention. But, you know, the whole attention from girls thing aside, like, I think in that moment, what really stood out now that I'm older and I can go back and think about it was, yo, this is something that I 
that I can do. It's something that I do well. And before then, I didn't have that. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So that was definitely, yeah. Something I would, I would like to experience again, like in my adulthood, just looking at it, going through it. Yeah, it was magical. Come on. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know hard time thinking about it, but if I had to, I go off kind of what you did, like my, my first performance in high school with music, I feel like that was one of those things where I was like, I wish I would have enjoyed that moment. wish I could enjoy that moment again just because ever since then, I've felt a sense of pressure mm. to keep going up right getting better isn't it's like you know what like i think to the point where like at this point you know like it's no it's no um secret that i ain't put nothing out in the last like two years right two maybe i think maybe three um no two but um part of that's pressure it's just like it's just like man like i can't like i'm also not surrounded by the guys i used to be surrounded by so um, that makes a difference, but I think that like you know the pressure of it makes it a little more difficult. You know, if I could change my answer, maybe I would go back to that even that season, um, which when we were doing um, the breakfast sessions, where Saturday morning we would come together and and uh, and do that and uh, yeah. and like like eat breakfast, hang out, and then make music, and we wouldn't leave like the house, like the uh, like the, the apartment until like two or three p.m. I think those those I would go back to those days because that's when it was just like even more even more pure because we were just having fun. Like it didn't matter what. What happened? If it was great, it was great. If it was sucked, then it sucked. We had a good time regardless. Yeah. So I would say that that was probably like the time I would want to go back to. I'd probably want to go back to that, the, the purest moment of making music because, man, I, I miss I miss the freedom that it used to give me. Now I just kind of feel like it's the, man, that's not good enough. And that's not the vibe. Like, you're just going to, like, you know, that's not it. So, You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I was at that point too. Uh, so... I had my first poetry book, and then um, I kind of went off on a tangent and collabed with this poet who was leagues better than I was at poetry, right? He's written countless books and everything else, way more experience. Um, so you put that on top of me wanting to do a second poetry book, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, it's a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? Because I did so well with my first book, and now for the second one to try to top that, it's like, it's insane. Like, the amount of pressure that we as creatives, like, we can put on ourselves to wanting to be better than our last. Because, I mean, if we're going to if we're gonna be honest about it, um, a lot of times you're looked at as, oh, you're only as good as, like, your last best project or something like that as far as right. a creative so with that already being the pressure on you, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. But I ain't got no doubt, bro. Like when you finally do get back in the studio, if that's something that you want to do and and doing all of that, bro, I ain't worry about that, man. Because yeah. you, th you think about it like this. Right now, as far as doing it, like writing and performing, you might be a little bit rusty on that. Because that's just with anybody. If you've been doing things for a while, you might be a little rusty at it. Yeah. But you've lived life since then yeah that's fair you've grown as a person so there's more material and everything else to go off of and, and i don't say this to just be like just to say it but like i truly believe that the next season of my life that's coming up like i, that's, I can see i can see that like the sun's about to peak up over the horizon and i'm like man all right there's a great opportunity on the other side of that i'm not gonna say that like the the like the best is yet to come is, is just where i believe sure right but it's more about the the her, on the horizon i feel like there's an opportunity there where there's going to be time space 
and like the freedom to actually like think clearly, which I don't think I've had over the last like year, maybe even two, you know, getting married and planning all that and doing all that. Maybe I haven't had that capacity over the last two years, but I would say over the like, like in the next, hopefully the next few months, like some things are going to shift and it's going to make it. So I'm going to have plenty of time to even explore the, the feelings I'm feeling right now. Right. In a way, because I don't have it right now. I don't have the time or capacity. It's like mm-hmm. you got to just grind it out, get it done, keep going, keep moving, uh, and at some point it's going it's going to be cool, and we can like move on. So, yeah, man. But so let's keep it pushing. No, no, no. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I, I can't wait. No, no, because like I know some dope people, fam. Yeah, I man, yeah, it's, a it's, it's a pleasure to know you, bro. It's a pleasure to know you. It Stop is. It, it is. All right, man. We're gonna no, move. No, no, we're gonna move off of this. I, I, too I, many feelings. Too many feelings. Jason. That's what I was doing, man. Jason, how you doing? I man? was. Oh, you transitioning to, to yeah. how you know dope people? That's a fact. My bad. My bad. I'm gonna let you do that again. All right. Okay. You know, <laughs> Vance. Okay. You know dope people, <laughs> and one of those dope people, my man Jason, right here, man. Hey, it's all good. I'm just taking it in, man. See, yeah. I, I'm used to seeing this brother in the gym setting where I'm just showing the workouts and we grinding out. It's quiet. You know what I'm, I'm about to say, yeah. Tell us, tell us how how y'all linked up, man. Tell me how y'all how y'all met. Hey, start with a phone call. You know what I'm saying, tall, recognized, tall. You know what I'm saying. And hey, next thing you fact. know, next thing you know, man, we in the gym working out. Like, man, it just that's. I mean, how else would you put it? You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, there's more details to it than that. But <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's it's so we met um at my job, so. He called to book an appointment uh, at my job, and he inquired about, like, oh, well, you know, I'm tall, like, what I fit, you know what I'm saying, in your facilities and things. And and I'm just like, yeah, you would. Now, be, this is all before he sat there and said any of this, right? Because, look, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Okay? The whole height question thing and everything – at that point, when he called at that time of the day, I was kind of over it already. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Like, in general, I was, like, over it, right? And then he was like, yeah, no, man, like, I got to come, you know, like, when do you work? Like, I want to see you, like, on the day that I come in. I'm, and I'm on the phone. I'm looking at the phone looking like, <sighs> all right, yeah. So I told him the day he came in and everything. And I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that it happened how it happened because um, connecting with you, bro, has been amazing. You come know on, what I'm saying? Come on, come on. Right? Yeah. Um, because, like, bro, like, you do a lot. You have done a lot. And I want to I wanna talk about uh, some of that. So, um, man, bro, where, where would we start? Where would you want to start? All right, all right, so first to backtrack the quick story how we met, right? So to add more detail, right? So my brother, he's seven feet tall, you know what I'm saying? And he got a similar voice, right? So anyways, I called to book an appointment to the, what's it called? Uh, the float spa. The float spa. Shout out to the hey, float. Hey, yeah, check it out, you know what I'm saying? And True hit up brother Vash, you know what I'm saying? Get some discounts. <laughs> nah. hey, he hey, said, hey, hey, he hey. come holla hey. at the plug. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Don't say my name, bro. Even though he might Ain't not no be promo working. codes in there, bro. <laughs> Put your name on it. Nah, go ahead. Type in Vash 10 for 10% <laughs> off, you know what I'm saying? Uh, nah, but funny thing is, so actually I was booking it for her birthday with her imaginary person you can't see on camera. <laughs> Uh, and I asked the brother, like, yo, man, quick question. Like, I'm 6'6", six, six, but I fit one of those? The first thing he says, like, bro, I'm seven feet, I fit. I'm like, 
Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, like, you hey. seven feet? I'm, 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 I'm going to stop you right there. there that is, it is rare that this man fesses up to his height. That's a big deal. That's how you knew it was already in the stars. Because he don't, he don't do that. Oh, <laughs> That's the first time I asked him how tall he was. He, he looked at me like, come on, man. How you going to ask me that? And then refused <laughs> I, I to answer did. it. Oh. So, man, the fact that he gave that willingly... I know, yeah. He said, yeah, I'm seven a- feet. I fit. I'm like, damn, word. I'm like, hold up. Seven feet. Man, hold up. You- <laughs> so that's why So that's yeah. why you had to meet him. That's why yeah, you, like, yeah. you had to be and, there. And got the you. Voice, initially, I thought of my brother, Mufasa, which you met. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to meet this brother. When do you work? You know, like, we coming tomorrow. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm off tomorrow. Wednesday. Like, Wednesday it is. So we showed up. Sure enough, brother, seven feet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the rest is, I mean, history. You know what I'm saying? Like, linked up, start working out. But, uh, yeah, so I had to clear that, that part up. Uh now you ask where we start my story? Yeah. Man, how much time we got? Hey, <laughs> enough time for you to tell it, bro. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm playing. But, you know, I'll start from this point. So let's just say I had a regular life, right? Everything normal, average life. It's all good. Six years ago, on my way to work, October 14, 2016, uh, I was riding a motorcycle, you know, Suzuki Katana, crotch rocket. And on my way to work, a uh, lady on the cell phone came crashing right into me. So uh, if you can see, okay, I'm like my whole arm broken, like 16 places. I'm not sure if you can see right here. Yeah, like yeah, 16 places in my leg, you know, uh, back of my head. And uh, long story short, I died. I left my body and everything, and I came back. And oh. I guess that's the moment that changed everything for me. Like mm-hmm. it opened my, my eye. And by eye, I'm talking about my third eye. You know, I, I learned some lessons there that, that was for me to learn. But if you want to share it with y'all, you know what I'm saying, you take it as you want, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's a, I mean, I'm writing a book on this. Actually, I started writing a book. I stopped. This brother inspired me to uh, keep keep going. So shout out to Vash again. Go check out got the you, book. You. you know what I'm saying? Uh, but long story short is this. So I get hit, and it felt like a dream. You know what I'm saying? Felt like The whole thing felt like a dream. You know, I'll go into detail in my book, so stay tuned for that. But the quick version is this. I learned three valuable lessons in that moment of, of dying, right? One, I learned we don't die. So my body was bleeding out, going back to the earth. But I was still me, and I left my body. So I'm floating over my body, and I'm kind of rising, rising, you know. And at first it felt like a dream, but then you realize real life. And you see your body there bleeding out, people surrounding you, all this stuff. But you still you. I'm still me. But I'm outside my body. I'm looking at the world in a whole different view. So the first thing I learned is this. We don't die. Where do we go? I don't know. I came back, obviously. That's a whole, you know, in details in the book. But, yeah, I learned we don't die. And that was mind-opening, you know what I'm saying? I always wonder what happens. Where do people go? You know, like you see their lifeless bodies, whatever. Where, where are they? So I learned we are the light in the body. The body is just a vehicle. That's, that's as, as I said, what I learned. I'm saying you take it as you want. Uh, so one, we don't die. Two is this. While I'm in a state of light, I'm in, a, I'm, in a, you know, I'm in my soul right now. I'm the soul outside the body. I saw the world for what it really was. And this is the most beautiful thing I saw. So the people around me, the trees, the animals, the insects, all living things were made of light. And I'm in a state of light, and I saw the world in a state of light. So in the physical realm, you see all these colors, you see all these you know, separation, all these different things, but in reality, we're all one, one love, one family. And, you know, I guess when you die, you realize this. And most people go on, but I got to come back, and I guess I'm saying it right now in this podcast, you know what I'm saying? So that was a beautiful sight to see the world for what it was. We're all one big family, yet we so, you know, separated. So the key is to unify and to work together, you know. Um, the last thing I learned is this. As I'm rising and I'm dying, I'm leaving the earth, right? I'm going to, I, it felt like I'm going back home, you know. It's kind of like a, a drop going back to the ocean, like a, a drop of light going back to an ocean of light, wherever that is. 
So as I'm rising, it's like it's weird because you, you, you feel stuff kind of going to space in a way. But as I'm leaving, I realize the only thing I took with me was the love in my heart. Money, mm. cars, all material mm. things mean nothing. None of that stuff matters. Mm. You don't even think about that. All you think, the, you know, you have flashbacks of all your good deeds, all the good things you did, and it's just like, that's the only thing you take with you. The, the only currency is love, you know what I'm saying? That's all you take with you. So as you can imagine, coming back to life, you know, like I said, the full detail in the book, Twenty nine ninety nine. I'm not playing. I didn't read the book yet. But uh, no, nah, but but for real, like as I came back, I realized. You know what I'm saying I need to live my life. You know this this. I was 27 when this happened. You know, I follow society. You know what I'm saying get this, get a job. You know, get married. All these things, and I realized like none of that really matters in terms of you. You know, we all have a path. We all we all have a destiny. We all have. We here for a reason. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, as as I call it, we all here. We we all born to win. We came to this earth to win, to succeed, to fulfill what we came to fulfill. And each one of us have a specific goal, a task we came to do. So when you start following society and start working for money, all that you forget that you forget that dream, that light within you that's telling you to go out there and be all you can be. You know. So coming back to my body, I realized, you know, I gotta live my best life, help as many people as I can. Fill up, fill up my heart with love, you know what I'm saying? That's why I go out there, help people, and just do good. Just do good. Wherever. Anywhere. And, uh, yeah. That's beautiful. For real. For sure, man. So, um, you, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it uh, now. And it's okay if you don't want to talk about it. We can move on to something else. No, no, it's all so, good. So, you are in the process of getting ready to start some uh some like life coaching oh got you yeah yeah no so what i've been doing for a while right i got off social media for the last like three years right you know i covid whatever i took a break from everything just chilling you know figuring myself out figuring out you know what i want to do you know i I opened up a gym and all that covid happened i had to shut it down that took a huge hit and uh, a lot of things happened so I, i took myself off of everything right and once i got in a clear space i got back on social media and then um, I started doing, I found a French group of spiritual people, you know, mm-hmm. and I started posting some videos about spirituality, spread love and all that. Next thing you know, that, that one post caught on and I had like 50 friend requests the next day. And then, man, next thing you know, like people are hitting me up, oh, let's do, you know, like a live, live video or whatever. Long story short, I did a live video with the president's makeup artist. So her name is Audrey. She's French. She's from, uh, well, she's from France and she, uh, yeah, so she she lives in New York. Well, not New York. She's in Washington D.C. She did the presence makeup, all that stuff. She's like a mm-hmm. big makeup oh, artist man. there. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. we end up talking on spiritual terms, all that stuff. Clicking, like she's kind of like part of a soul family, you could say. You know what I'm saying? We we clicked on a higher level. So we did a live together, and next, you know, off that, it kind of started, you know, picking up. People start hitting me up, trying to, you know, they asking for help, like you know, they're going through mental issues. So you know, I feel like a psychologist, but but more like. You know, without any rules, you know what I'm saying? Kind of just there to just show love to somebody, you know what I'm saying? And let them kind of take it in, grow, you know, kind of water people with, with love by giving them my time and helping them through whatever issues they're going through. Because I realize a lot of people, you know, they see them at the gym, they might be you know, jacked up, looking good physically, but internally, mentally, a lot of people are struggling. And that's where I realized, you know, I have a lot of people hitting me up. Like, if you check my, my messenger, I get a lot of messages. People are like, hey, can I talk to you? I'm going through a rough day, like out of nowhere, strangers. Mm-hmm. So I start helping them for free, you know, just I see people in need, I help them. And now I realize that people are asking me, like, yo, like, I'll pay you 
Like, you know, because they realized my time. There's a lot of people, so I realized why not start life coaching and help people that need help. If they can't pay me, it's all good. I'll do it for free. But, you know what I'm saying? Might as well help people. You talk, to, you talk a lot about uh, working out, uh, being in the gym and stuff like that, man. What do you, like, is that something that you did uh, before the accident? Um, and then is that something that you feel it's all tied into as well as, like, to, like, this, like, this, the spiritual, like, mindset that you have as well? Is that all a part, like, one thing? That's a dope question. Actually, that ties into how me and this brother start training, right? Should I, should I talk about that yeah, too? Yeah, go ahead. So, so first of all, one thing I learned is this, right? Humans, a lot of us, we have like one of the three, right? Either we have the mind, the body, or the, the spiritual you know, kindness or whatever you, you want to call it, right? But I realized to be the uh, ultimate human, you need to develop all three. A lot of people are super smart, super talented, all this stuff, but then they got you know, like, you know, physical issues, like they're not in shape. Other people are in the best shape of their lives, but man, mentally they're not there. Right. Very, you know what I'm saying? And they're one of the other, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like we need to develop all of them, all three, mind, body, and spirit. Gotcha. And and so speaking of my accident, right? So this is gonna be hard to believe, but before my accident, I was 430 pounds. I was heavyweight. Whoa. All right. Yeah. That yeah. No. I. Yeah. Wow. How much, how much yeah. do you weigh now? Just to get yeah, conscious. Yeah, now I'm at two two forty. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> 240, but you know, I like, you know, I got a little something going on, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, <laughs> no, no, but the reason I say this is I walked in the gym, Planet Fitness at the time, before my accident. This is two months before my accident. I walked in the gym, like, I, I'd say I need to take control of my life because I was in a bad place, man. I was depressed. And, um, I remember I'm in the gym, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no clue. I'm just there hitting the treadmill. I don't know how to lift weights. Never learned a day in my life. And there was another brother there, right? I see him, like, training people there. Brother, seven feet tall. Look at that, full circle, you know what I'm saying? It's brother, yeah, seven, crazy. seven feet tall, ripped up, bodybuilder, you know what I'm saying? Blonde, blue eyes. Brother Bill, rest in peace, you know what I'm saying? But that brother, right, I, I, I remember I watching him train people. I'm like, watching, okay, this is what he's teaching him to do. And I asked him, I don't want to be rude. I asked him, like, hey, I, I, I'm just watching you. Is it okay when you're done? I do what you taught him. He said, man, yeah, no problem, no problem. And I asked him, how much you charge? You know, he said, man, 40 bucks a session. At the time, I had no funds. I'm like, man, you know what? I can't afford this, but if you don't mind, I'm just going to be watching what you're teaching him, and I'm just going to, as soon as you guys leave, I'm going to use the machine and do what I, what I know. And he said, yeah, no problem. Uh, long story short, one day, one of his clients didn't show up. I guess something happened, and he comes up to me like, yo, man, you know what? I got a free hour. You want to train? I said, man, I got no money, man. But he's like, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry about it. Let's train. Uh, let's wrap it up. Tuesdays and Thursdays. This brother would just train me for free. He knew I had no funds. He would just train me, show me every muscle group, everything, you know, just to get me started. And I started losing weight, started getting in shape. And uh, the crazy thing is this, right? Within two months, he showed me every muscle group. Like every from, you know, from calves to shoulders to every muscle group, he showed me everything. I remember we were sitting at Mariano's afterwards just talk about life. And, uh, you know, he goes like, man, so I showed you every muscle group. I expect you to come in. If you got questions, ask me, you know. But from now on, you can. I'm like, man, from now on, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I got enough work to do. I appreciate you, my brother. I say, you know what? One day, I'm going to get back on my feet. I'm going to pay you back for everything you did for me. And the brother looks at me right in the eyes. He goes, like, you know what? I know you're a good man. I know you will. Uh, this was September 11th. Or, no, September 11th, 12th, around there, 2016. Uh, so the... That following Tuesday, I show up at the gym, and uh, usually the brother's there, you know, training people, whatever. I show up, and random people are coming up to me, like, yo, I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm like, what are they talking about? You know what I'm saying? 
I'm walking around the gym, and the random people like, yo, they like, yo, I'm so sorry for lost. We became brothers in this two months. We became brothers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they come up to me like, I'm sorry for lost. I'm like, what are you, what are you guys talking about? You know what I'm saying? And I remember like, that was like, you didn't hear? I'm like, no, what happened? Man, so it turns out brother was on his way to the to the gym. So we both ride motorcycles, and on his way to the gym, he got hit on a corner, like a big intersection, hit and run. Lady took off running. He snapped his neck, died on impact. Wow. And uh, I never got a chance to pay him back, you know what I'm saying? And they always, like, they always kind of made me feel some type of way, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you made a promise to this brother you're going to pay him back, and he gone. So coming full circle, you know what I'm saying? All this stuff, obviously, I've been helping people, whatever, but now I see this brother, you know what I'm saying? Seven feet. The first thing I think of is my brother Bill, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, man, you, you trying to hit the gym trying to work out? Like, man, fam, I would, I would love to, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, you know what? I got you. So in a way, it's like me paying it forward, you know what I'm saying? That's awesome, man. That's that's a, that's awesome. Like, yeah. Bro, that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, details in my book don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, like that's like I remember when you when when you told me that, and it's just like, yeah, man, like these things happen for a reason, bro. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Because, um, like Cam talked about before about you, um, about how you know what I'm saying we met on the, well not met but like talked on the phone and everything, and me telling you how tall I was, yeah, versus me just giving you a random number because yeah. for a long time. I've been giving people random numbers. Dog, right? this this yeah. dude will go will go six foot something to people. And they'll look at him like, but we asked you how tall you are, and he's six foot something. Like, look him straight in the face. And they kind of have, they don't know what to do with it because, you know, he, he's, he said it. But, yeah. So, yeah, the fact that he's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, like, I I normally say that to people, but I didn't say that with you. I told you real height. Didn't really necessarily know why. But um, we fast forward a little bit. After that, and uh, I meet Mufasa. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Then, like, we're having that conversation, me and him and everything. And I don't know, man. Like, something about it, like, everything, like, it just clicked. It's like, yeah. Like, all of this was, like, meant to be. And all of it, well, I'm not going to say all of it. A good part of it, a big portion of it, is the hype. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, for me, it, like, for the longest time, height has been something more of an annoyance than it has been appreciated by me. That's it. That's right? I get that. But now I've come to accept it because it is what it is. It's who I am. It's a part of me. It's not going anywhere. If I were to be in an accident, lose my legs and whatnot, and be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life, I'm still tall. I don't have my legs anymore, exactly. but I'm still tall. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a part of, of who I am. But just being able to be comfortable, more comfortable, I should say, in the skin that I am, I'm in, and then being able to look at the height from a different perspective and everything else like that. Cool. I think you and Mufasa, like, you both helped me to realize that. You know what I'm saying? So now it's, it's an appreciation of the height. It's looking at the height in a whole different light. Like somebody was telling me, uh, or asking me before, like when I perform, like, am, oh, do you get like nervous on the stage? Like all the people looking at you and things like that? And I was like, you know what? No, I, I mean, I don't. Like it's more of me being a little bit nervous of my performance as far as like me making sure like I do everything right. I remember the words and like, you know, the pauses and things like that, rather than being nervous of me being on stage and having people, a whole bunch of strangers just look at me for 
five to ten minutes or however long they don't, they're looking at me for. You know what I mean? Because it's just like ever since I was a child, when I entered a room, all eyes are on me. You know what I mean? So for me to be 31 now and having my whole life with people looking at me, it's nothing to get on stage and have people look at me because I've already had this my whole entire life. You know what I mean? So it's just like looking at height differently. So I want to ask you both this, um, and I think maybe me and Cam, maybe we touched on it before, maybe off off mic, but for you both, um, how has being tall been for you both? I know what it's been like for me, and I've I've talked about it on the pod before. I just talked about it now, but being both of you being particularly tall gentlemen yourselves, how has the tall life been for you overall? Yeah, I mean, you want you want you want to jump in? Should I jump in up to you? I yeah, go for it. Go for it, man. I mean, for me, I understand where you're coming from, right? There was a point in my life where I felt like different, right? Because everybody else is short. Mm-hmm. You the one tall brother. You're like, wow, how come I'm not like everybody else? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's like, I feel, I feel like that's like what society wants you to think. Society wants you to feel like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And us being tall, we already stand out, and it's that battle. Like, be yourself or be like everyone else. Like society wants you to be. You know? But once you make that 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 that, that turn, you know what I'm saying, in your mind, like you realize you dope. You dope the way you are, you know what I'm saying? Like you, right. you, you born to win, as I say, you know what I'm saying? We, we, I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose. Then it's like, man, you know what? Yo, being tall is dope. It's dope, you know. And me and Mufasa had this conversation, obviously off mic. You know, he he, he put it like this, like, man, you know, little Jay, you, you six six, you, you good tall, right? That's what he said. <laughs> and then it's like, then there's me, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a giant, you know what I'm saying? And I was like. <laughs> And I was like, you know what, but see, for you, I, I, I get that point of view because from, from your view, right? But from my view, I'm like, bro, you dope as hell. Yo, you a giant human being. Look at you. You could probably pick up five people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and see, you never see yourself how you really are. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you can see other people. Mm-hmm. You see the dopeness yeah. in the other people, but you never realize how dope you are. Yeah. Like, I see how dope you are. You know what I'm saying? When you're even doing the martial arts, when you're doing, I see your height, your arms. I'm like, bro, this dude can just smack people's foreheads from a distance and call it a day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, she's really? okay. I'm a big, I see how dope she is. No, say I see how dope Mufasa is, but no one really sees how dope they are. Even the sensei, you haven't met the sensei yet. He dope as ever. He don't see how dope he is. He think he a regular dude. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's I think it comes down to us looking within. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of seeing the world like how we see it, it's seeing the seeing what I don't know. Like it's deeper than I think it's deeper than the physical. It's just realizing you as a person, as a being. You just dope, tall, short, skinny, fat. It don't matter. You dope, and that's it. Once you realize that, none of it matters. Just be your best self. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I I got a different. So so for me, height never really was like an identity piece for me because, um, my first of all, my dad is is taller than me, and my younger brother are taller than me. So I'm the second shortest in my family, and I feel like I'm more identified with being that than being like the third tallest. Like I'm like nah, I'm like I'm the second shortest. <laughs> so. Um, that, but I also feel like growing up for me, I was much more pressed about being the only black kid in the room than I was about being the, being the tall guy. Like it just mm. never, like being tall wasn't a, wasn't a thing for me. I feel like I didn't realize how tall I was. I remember, distinctly remember I was chilling with a, uh, with a, uh, ex-girlfriend from like years ago. Um, and I was with her friends and her friends were like, Hey, can you grab that thing off the top of the fridge? And I was like, sure. Yeah, yeah whatever. And I grabbed it and they were like, whoa. 
I was like, yo, y'all are tweaking, bro. Like, I'm like, it's not a big deal, bro. It's like, but it's like, yo, there's some people for the rest of their lives will never see you on top of the refrigerator. And that's never yeah. even like, yeah. never even occurred to me that that was a thing. Man. And so that's when I like was like, oh, okay. Um, but in terms of like, I think the only thing I know, notice is that like, it definitely that's, that's the stature of it um, means something different in certain rooms. And it's not always a good thing. That's something I always enjoy. But it like, no matter yeah. what, like the fact that I'm, I'm this tall and I'm this black is always going to mean something in every room I walk into. Um, and so I've learned to welcome that um, and be cool with that now. But I think for a minute, it took it took a minute to get there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, otherwise, like, you know, hooping and stuff like that. Like, but again, it was never, never always never the tallest. It was just like, uh, I'm like, I'm up there with everybody else. So, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I definitely relate to that, too, man. Oh, no, because uh, he said the only black kid in school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, so I grew up in Switzerland. You know what I'm saying? Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, all the way in Europe. I was the only brown kid in the whole freaking, you know what I'm saying? The country, bro. Nah, I mean, other than my family, no, but for real. Nah, yeah, like, nah. No. And, and, and growing up, you're right, growing up, that they got me thinking a lot. Mm. I was the quiet kid because I'm looking around, like, everybody looks alike, and then there's me. And that always got me thinking, like, why? You know what I'm saying? That's when I start questioning my parents, like, how come we here? Where's our, you know? Then I started learning about my home country, Sri Lanka, the genocide, all this stuff. My parents had to oh, flee. Okay. And so now it started making sense. Actually, one of the first songs I wrote is called Child Soldier. It's on, it's on my Facebook. I'll show you later if you want. But uh, yeah, no. And I started you know, learning about my culture through, through you know, just studying stuff and not really being able to grow up in the country, but growing up so far away. And, and why am I so different from everyone? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I understand. So yeah, being tough wasn't. I think until I came to America, then it was like, okay, like now my difference is I'm just tall, you know what I'm saying? Right. But uh, no, I just want to say I relate to that. So that's dope. So, no, I, I, I could relate to, to both of y'all as far as like being different outside of just the height wise thing. Like for me, um, growing up, I went to an all black elementary school. I went to a few high schools, but. Um, most of the high schools I went to were predominantly black, but the thing was, was that uh, my mom raised me different. You know what I'm saying? So I was, uh, while other kids were were watching, I don't know, like all the hood classics and things like that. My mom was showing me martial arts movies. You know what I'm saying? Like she was showing me like all of these type of science fiction movies that I would have never watched on my own because right. I wouldn't have known they existed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, my whole outlook on what was available to me was different from my peers because my peers only had so high of a ceiling that they've seen right. and that they're used to. So, for them, it was just like, oh, well, since you're black, you have to like this. Right. You have to, you know what I'm saying, be yeah. involved with this or that. And if you're not, something's wrong with you. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for the longest time, it was just like, man, like, I don't, my own people don't rock with me. Yeah. So in turn, that kind of built up some resentment of saying like, yo, like, I really don't rock with my own people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really particularly care for black people like that. Not saying like I was racist or nothing like that, but it's just like, yo, like, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. Dang, bro, you was racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I mean, are you? Like, I wasn't, I wasn't able to, to, to vibe with them, man, because, like, my favorite sports growing up were basketball and wrestling. Like, 
WWE wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. Like it wasn't football, it wasn't baseball. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's where I was. That's what I was watching. And um, I said that in class one day. One of my, my uh, classmates turned around, looked at me like, "Yo, that sounds gay." And I'm just, <laughs> like, and I'm Those just kids thinking, are wild, and bro. I'm just thinking <laughs> in my mind, I'm just like, because it's different. You know what I mean? So like, I I, I could definitely understand. From the aspect where y'all coming from, because like I eventually I had to learn um, to be okay with myself being different, um, because everybody's different. It's just that when you're in school, especially elementary school, you want to belong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you know you belong at home with your family, your fr- your mom, your dad, and siblings, and all the other stuff. But like when you're out in front of like actual peers and everything you want to belong so the things that would make you uniquely different from everybody else you kind of sort of erase that so you can try to fit in with everybody else to make yourself a part of the clique the group so you can feel like loved and everything and that was something that I just didn't do growing up you know what I'm saying that's not to say that I didn't have similarities to you know the likes and dislikes that you know my classmates had but for the most part it was different so yeah I, I can totally um I, I can totally see where y'all coming from with that, yo. Yeah, and then your story definitely, you know, I click with that too, cause me, I never really fit in anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like growing up, you know, whole childhood, you know, white people, Switzerland. I come here, right? Cause the suburbs to one of the best high schools. My father came over just for that, mm-hmm. and you know, there's no Sri Lankans anywhere. Have you? How many Sri Lankans you know? Dang, yeah, I, I know one from high school. But that's it. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. Here. Like, there's, there's, <laughs> like, there's a comedian in Canada, you know, and in England, but other than that, man, there ain't no other Sri Lankans out here, you know what I'm saying? I can go in all of Chicago, probably find, like, five. That's my family, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but But I'm trying to say, like, I came here, right, and the Asians took me in, right? The Filipinos, the Koreans, they took me in. So I'm like, oh, right. man, funny people, you know what I'm saying? I'm learning from them. So I never really, see, the beauty of that is like, I never fit into, you know, anywhere, mm-hmm. but I fit in everywhere, if that makes sense. No? Mm. I get you. Like, I don't have my own identity, but I fit in with everything. You know what I'm saying? So I can sit with these people. There's, like, anyone. I can click with anybody, man. And it's dope. And no. I just became dope. See, once I stop fitting in, I start fitting in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like, my, my mom, she told me when I was younger that uh, if there was something, if there was one thing that I had to do in my academic career was go to a high school that had different uh, ethnicities. So I could learn how to work with, to learn from, to deal with that's people it. different from my own. And that's like it. how you said, like you were, you know what I'm saying, welcome and accepted with everybody else. Like, that's the same thing with me. Like I can fit in with anybody, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've learned that because I've been around, you know what I'm saying? Like different groups of people and everything else like that. And I don't know, man, like that kind of sort of feels like a, a superpower, man. Cause like not everybody can do that. That's it. Hey, but don't use it too much, because the more you use it, the more your life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Hey, <laughs> hey, no, I, I like that plug. You know I, I like that you know plug. I like that hey, plug. the more you use your powers, brothers, watch out. You know what I'm saying? Curse on Amazon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. 990. No, I'm playing, I'm playing. Get the discount. Vash 10. Vash 10. <laughs> man, it's talking about discounts. <laughs> no, man. Um, no, dude, that, that's really dope. So it's another thing, and we talked about it a little bit here. Um, but I want you to talk about it more. Um, so not only are you going to go into life coaching, but you also are going to uh, start doing self-defense. 
Yeah, well. no. Nah, so self-defense we've been doing for a minute, man. And that's a it's a complicated story, but we have groups of, of ladies especially, you know, because here in Chicago, you know, it's gun culture, man. Yeah. People get shot. Guys get shot. But ladies, they get grabbed. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you haven't met the sensei, obviously, but it's, he's right. been doing this his whole life since he was five years old, and now he's 56. So that's 51 years of all the martial arts movies you've been watching. That's basically yeah. him. He like the ninja master, you know what I'm saying? And so... It's funny because out of everybody he's been teaching, like, you know, I'm, I'm the one that kind of stuck around because he has a very disciplined way of teaching it, you know what I'm saying? And right. it's hard. It's hard to put it together unless you really, like, sit there and think, you know what I'm saying? Because all the moves, you got to sit there and understand, like, why is it this way? Mm-hmm. Why not this? Why not that? You know what I'm saying? Then once it clicks, it clicks. You right. know, it's like a big puzzle. He start putting, he gives you a piece here, a piece there, a piece there. At first, you're like, man, it's too much. Most people are like, nah. But it's a complete system, man, from knives to hand-to-hand to anything. To, I could use this microphone. Like, a zombie apocalypse, why not use this microphone and just, you know what I'm saying? Somebody comes in with, you know, trying to attack us, well, I could use this mic and, and mess up, like, three people. You know what I'm saying? What? Don't worry, I'm not going to mess up your mic, man. <laughs> <but> no. <laughs> no, but so the self-defense, yeah, it's really because a lot of people get attacked, and now, you know, the price of bullets went up, so a lot of knife attacks. And nobody knows knife defense here, man. We mm. even teach, there's two Chicago police officers that we've been teaching for a while. Mm. They use those things on the force, and they try to get us to, you know, come in and teach the whole force, whatever, but there was a whole issue with they have to learn jujitsu, jitsu whatever. That's a whole other topic. But, yeah, no, so we teach knives and, and a lot of very basic, you know, defense moves that anybody could do. It's not even like, you know, most martial arts, the bigger you are, the more of a chance you get. Mm-hmm. But we teach more energy flow as, you know, you experience a little bit, and, you yeah. know, you'll see. Like, you know, I know you can't see on, on, on the camera, but even her— well, she can take me down. She can take anybody down. You know what I'm saying? It's whatever energy the aggressor throws at you, you redirect it, use it against them. And, man, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. It's such a big art, but we have to teach it in such a way that people slowly, you know, develop. And it's like a language, man. Once you learn how to speak, you know, like most martial arts, see, the difference is most martial arts, like they teach you a certain way and you have to repeat that way and then you pass on that same way, you know what I'm saying? Whereas we kind of teach you mechanics and techniques. It's like different phrases and words. And then it's your style. You put it together. Like the way I fight is gonna be different than the way you fight. Right. And and the way you know she fights gonna be different than the way we fight. You know what I'm saying? We based on your body, you know, mechanics, the way your height, all that stuff plays a factor. So you express yourself your way. And something like Bruce Lee would say, be like water, always adapt. There's no one set way of doing something. It's always evolving. Always have different ways of doing something. Never doing the same thing twice. You know what I'm saying? So that's the beauty of martial arts, and that's what we try to teach in the language form, to communicate, like communicate your way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, how long have you been doing martial arts? Man, so honestly, so at, after my accident, right? Right. Uh, one part I forgot to mention that I'm in the ER, right? And you know, my, my my arm is broken in 16 places. Uh, my leg is shattered. The doctors come in, right, and literally nine doctors come, like, one after another, right? The first doctor comes in, an American dude is like, sir, we need to amputate your arm right now. Mm. I remember I'm bleeding out, I'm on the the chair, and I'm like, listen, I understand what you're saying, but I need this arm to hold my daughter again. My daughter was three years old at the time. And and he looked at me, he saw that, he saw, like, the willpower. I looked at him, then I'm like, I need this arm to hold my daughter again. He looked at me like, man, I don't got time for this. He left. Just another doctor in, like, sir, I understand we'll keep you on, but we need to amputate this right now. It's crucial. I look him dead in the eyes. I'm like, sir, I understand what you're saying, 
but I need this arm to hold my daughter again. They literally send nine doctors, all American, to tell me the same thing. And I look at each one like, I understand, but I need this arm to hold my daughter. Like, no one's taking this arm from me. The 10th doctor from South Africa, he comes in like, sir, I think I can save your arm. Man. Boom, you know what I'm saying? He, 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 you know, he does the whole operation. Basically, they, he removed my whole arm, screwed it together with 16 screws, popped it back in. And later on, he tells me there was a 3% chance that all this was going to work. That's crazy. And, you know, yeah, wow. and, I, and I took it. Uh, so the reason I'm saying this is, you know, after the whole hospital, and, and the doctor, I remember the doctor came in. I'm sitting on the chair. You know, I, they used to have a sit-to-stand machine to lift me from the bed and put me on the chair. Mm-hmm. And I remember that it just like, like, maybe like four, three or four days after the surgeries, whatever, he comes in and he's telling my family at the time, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't think he'll walk again. As soon as the doctor left, I said, hell no. Boy, I stood up. I was like, I stood up, started walking. The nurse came in with the plate full of food. She dropped the plate. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I looked at the nurse and I'm like, ma'am, help me walk. She helped me, I walked down the hall and back. The same doctor that came in Moments ago, say I'm not gonna walk again. He's there, like, what the hell? This guy's walking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I realized the power of your mind at that point. You know what I'm saying? And I start pushing myself. They say I'm not gonna have my arm. I'm not gonna walk. Man, I'm walking. I have my arm. And after that, as soon as I could, like, you know, I, I saved the rest of it for another time. But I started my own business. I drove to Canada, set up shop, made you know dope money, bought a house, bought my dream car, my dream bike, all that stuff. And I, right then, I started, like, learning, you know. I met the sensei, like, kind of how we met, God's plan. I met the sensei. So for the last six years, I'm going to say five, five and a half years, six years, I've been training with the brother. And I took it seriously. Man. Any chance I had, I went, I learned, I learned. You know? And it was, it was rough. It was because initially he taught, like, he, you find regular people that teach for money, you know, like, they teach you, they play, they'll be you know, nice to you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Then you got the sensei, like, yo. Like, your foot's off balance, your angle is wrong. Like, get it right, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, dang, you know what I'm saying? But right. that pushed me into understanding it better. You know, most people backed up, like, yo, I don't got time to be, you know, put in the stress. It was stressful, I'm not going to lie, but I went through it, and it forged me into a warrior, you know what I'm saying? I understood the mind of a warrior. Well, you can't, you can't have no mistakes up here. You got to be calm, you got to be peaceful, but you got to be, you know, you got to be ready. Right. Every move comes. Someone comes with a knife. Oh, we're not playing games. Every move, like, even the way your thumb is placed, everything has a purpose. If not, it's your life. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't realize that till later on. I'm like, man, he was so strict and so, so rough on it. But that's because if you do it wrong, that's your life. And he's not trying to teach me to go out there and die, you know what I'm saying? Right. He was teaching me to go out there and actually deflect the knife, redirect it, hold it against them, and control the situation. And once that all clicked, I'm like, dang. So yeah, so to go back to your question, yeah, six years, man, and I love it, man. It's it's it, it's like a part of me that just evolved, you know. It's like a warrior within that just kind of came out, and I was like, man, I'm just calm, confidence, calm. Wherever I go, like even if there's like 20 dudes coming, sometimes I'm sitting in the sauna, like five dudes come in, I'm thinking like, man, if they were to attack me, I already know I'm good. And it's weird, my mind just thinks like that, you know what I'm saying? Just always prepared, man. But yeah. 
my goofy self wanted to just reach out and just try to swing on you real quick. <laughs> just, just, he's like, he's, is, is he ready now, though? <laughs> is he ready now? I believe you're ready. I believe you're ready. That was just a really funny thing. You're probably thinking about it now, huh? Like, nah, if, I, I, if I, I was I, just to go ahead and fire off, like, it would just be. I mean, first of all, you, you, you want to reach, but. That's, but, a, that's a fact. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, listen, I know you'd cook yeah, me. I know you cook me, but you were just saying, like, how you're like, you just got to stay ready, stay ready. And I was just like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm just childish, bro. I'm just like, but, how ready is he right now, though? For example, if you were to come, the easy method would just to block your. Your, the elbow? Yeah, the elbow right there. Keep Jeez. your arm there. And then I might just say quick smack in the face, but that's it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, he's ready. He's ready. That's a fact. That's a fact. I couldn't help myself. I was just like, yo. Nah, I, I could show you something after, man, with the knife. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, she can even show you something, man. It's, it's, that's it's what's dope. up, though. Nah, for, for real. You you right, though. I mean, especially with the whole, like you said, the whole ammunition thing changed like that. People need to notice. So it's a, it's good, good what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Um. Are, do you watch movies a lot or often or sometimes? You ain't got no time. Man, I used to, man. I used to watch movies like crazy. I have, so it's crazy, right? Growing up, I had no 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 funds, right, for nothing. I had like a bootleg PlayStation, whatever. So when I had funds, I bought everything: PlayStation, Xbox, a Switch. You know, like computer. I got ten thousand dollar gaming PC. I don't touch it. Mm. The, the the Xbox was in the box, unopened. For two years until I gave it to a homie, you know what I'm saying? He come to my house all the time, like, bro, your Xbox sitting right there. Bro, your Xbox sitting I'm like, you know what? When I was moving, like, yo, just take it. But that was bad. And to, to this point, do I watch movies? Honestly, I don't got time. Every once in a while, I might, like, I might hop on something, you know? Yeah, you see me play Destiny. Right. I just started, you know what I'm saying? Right. But I might hop on watch, like, an anime or something and fall asleep, usually. The last movie I saw actually would be the Super Mario Brothers for my daughter's birthday party, whatever. But that's about it. Gotcha. How was that, by the way? Well, it was dope. Yeah. Was dope. I, I, so I had to watch it twice because I fell asleep. The first time I fell asleep <laughs> at the end. The second time I fell asleep in the beginning. So I put the two pieces together. But no, it was dope. No, it really was, though. It was. I felt, <laughs> the first time I watched it, too, I fell asleep at the end. I'm like, yeah. I need to go back, for real. Yeah, because yeah, you, missed, you missed it. Like, wait, what happened? They saved what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, yeah. You missed the most important part. <laughs> yeah. And, I had to rewatch. I went. To, I purposely went to rewatch it. My daughter said, "Oh, I, I, Papa, I have, a, I have a birthday party at the 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 movie theater. We're gonna watch the Super Mario." I'm like, "Oh, you know what? I'm coming along." So I came along just so I could watch the ending because I missed the whole part where they grabbed the star and you know, all that stuff. So, what star? What I'm, about, about I'm about to say that that is the, probably the most predictable ending to anything Super Mario ever, though. So like right. you know, right. like, like spoiler, but, but not but, really. You know but, what I mean? But so still, you want to see it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's real. That's yeah. real. No, no. Yeah. I, I feel like um, no. The question I was going to ask: um, Have you seen martial arts movies before? Oh yeah, like Into the Dragon. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying Bloodsport, all uh, that stuff. Okay, Cam, have you seen martial arts movies before? Nah, not really. I feel like I've seen maybe like, can't think of the one I've seen, but I've it's probably like one. Probably that's it. I, okay, I'll tell you what. I used to watch the my, my granddad had all the Jackie Chan joints, but like I watched them in the background, so it wasn't like I wasn't like paying attention to the storyline. I was just like I could see all the action stuff that was happening, but I wasn't really gotcha. paying attention attention like that. But so I'm aware of like the art of a martial arts movie. I just don't, I just don't. I don't. I can't tell you all the ones I've seen. It Man is probably the last one I can I, I can say. Like Get Man, Man Two, I think is one. Yeah. No, that's that's good. No, my question was gonna be like, what would be your favorite martial arts movie, if you had to pick? But I guess for you, it would be the default would be. Hitman. Yeah, yeah. Hitman, probably Hitman. Yeah. Yeah. For nah, you, man, you know what? I would say I got two. Mm -hmm. Into the Dragon, obviously, it's a classic. Yeah. But uh, one that I don't I don't know if you know, it's called Lionheart. With Jean Claude Van Damme. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, like his brother like died or something. He was taking care of his brother's wife and kids, so he fights just to make money to take care of him all that. I don't know. We had that movie when I was a kid on uh, like laser disc. This is giant disc. I remember. I used to. I used <laughs> yeah, to watch that. Yeah. I used to watch that all the time. That was my. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, no, mine, mine is. Uh, I mean, I got. I, I would say too as well. Um, the raid and the raid too. Are you familiar with? Oh, it? I seen. I seen. Yeah, in the apartment complex. Yeah, man. I haven't seen raid two. I haven't seen raid two yet. There was a raid two. Yes, son. Oh, it's shit. longer. I put. Okay. It, it, it's it's longer. It, it's it's. The action is 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 more action for sure. Got you. I have to watch it. Yeah, no, it's 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 dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those movies are dope. It's dope. And there's also, have you heard of like Ongbak or The Protector yeah, with Tony yeah, Jaa? Yeah, those are some, yeah. Those are some dope movies. Yeah. No, I remember seeing The Protector in theaters because my oh. mom took me to go see it. Oh yeah, no, that movie was. And and that scene where he just walk yeah, goes up. It's, that, a one, yeah. it's a one scene thing. Yeah, they didn't cut once. The yeah. whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. That was dope. I I need to Google like how many takes they had to do for that because you that, couldn't yeah, mess that yeah, up yeah, at all because yeah, it was yeah. all one shot. Yeah, and that was nice. That that was that was that was real nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, Cam, bro. Um, where we at with the uh time? Oh, we can wrap it up. We can wrap it up? Yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Take us home? Yeah. All right, brother. Well, anything? You got anything on your, on your, on your mind and your heart? Anything you want to? No, man. I think I think we all good. Are, are man, you- well, let me tell you, ask you this, Jason. What, what you got coming up next, man? If people are wondering what you're up to yeah. right now, what's coming up next, what would yeah, you say? Nah, I guess to wrap it up, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, you know, we, we, I've been getting a high demand of people trying to learn martial arts, all that stuff. There's no really ways to reach me or whatever, reach us, I want to say, because it's not just me. It's a team, right? Uh, but website should be coming up soon. Uh, I'm pointing at this brother, but really, <laughs> I gotta send the, <laughs> I gotta send him the the content to put up there. But no, the website is gonna be, you know, hopefully it's gonna be dope where people can go in, actually sign up, whatever, you know. And we just want to empower people, man, women especially in terms of self defense, um, people in general in terms of life coaching. Like, you know, by life coaching, what I'm talking about is like, you know, uh, I think the world's evolving. You know what I'm saying we we all stuck in the physical realm, always chasing paper money, which is yeah, I get it, make your money, but. We got to take care of our souls, you know what I'm saying? Take care of what's inside, uh, a part of us that goes on as I, I witness, but, you know, to reach his own beliefs, I guess. But, no, life coaching in terms of, like, you know, nurturing your soul and nurturing your your, your purpose right here on earth, not just making money and, and, you know, to die, but to actually live and do what you're meant to do, you know? That's what I say about life coaching, to help you figure out what your life, you know, what, what you're supposed to do with your life, what makes you happy, what brings love to you, you know what I'm saying? And, Work on that because at the end of the day, if you have a dream, you know what I'm saying, go for it. You'd be surprised how things just fall in place. Having faith, you no know, faith in yourself and your dream, things just fall in place. You'd be surprised, man. And so. thanks. Man, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for coming through. Man, as as we proceed to give you what you need, Brother Vash, take us home. Yes, sir. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for another episode, joining us on another episode of Reset the Vibe. I'm Vash, that's Cam, that's Jason. Yo, yo. Take care of one another. That's it. Be kind to one another. That's it. And as always, love. Peace.